Welcome to the PA Sprint Series podcast, where we talk about race saver sprint cars and showcase the drivers, teams, and history of the most competitive sprint car series in the country. I'm Rod Ort, Regional Director, and I'm joined by Frank Berman, photographer, writer, and historian for the series. Stephanie's off this week. Welcome to the show. All right. Well, welcome to the show. I'm here with Frank. Welcome, Frank. It's good to be here. Thank you very much. We and, took uh, last week off. Yeah. Uh, real exciting race last uh, last uh, Labor Day weekend at at Path Valley. Um, super exciting race uh, between uh, Dominic Malaire and and uh, Devin Adams. Or yeah, Devin Adams picking up a win by 0.08 seconds or whatever. Um, and uh, we raced at, at Bedford. It's always cool to get, a, get to another place. And we got the race with the Long Highlands uh, folks out there. And then um, this, this past weekend, uh, yeah, and Doug Dodson picking up, the, picking up the win at Path Valley. Um, I wasn't there this past weekend, but uh, uh, fortunately, Stephanie was um, and uh, was there for Doug to pick up the win. Um, which races did you get to be part of in the past two weeks, Frank? I was at the Path Valley race on week before last, and uh, that really was that was an incredible race. The beginning of the race was strong. It was it was another one of those races where there was a battle for the lead pretty much every lap. But then uh, I I don't think anybody would have given you a nickel for Devin Adams' chances with a lap and a half to go in that race. And he managed to pull it off with an incredible pass coming out of the fourth turn on the last lap when the two cars finished side by side. And until you saw the tape, the yeah. transponder report, you had no idea who won it. They were really just perfectly side by side. Yeah, one of the best races I've ever seen. Uh, I keep telling people there was eight people in the top five. And I feel you feel bad for Dominic Miller really earned that win, uh, you know, uh, drove past some good competition and and ran a ran a great race it just came down to uh that last that last lap and that's that's all it took um but uh right place at the right time for devin adams and then uh you know one certainly one to remember dominic has really been uh he has just been on a roll that's uh he, he finished in the top five again this past weekend so that's four top fives in a row for him, including two runner-ups. Uh, you know, there, there's a guy who's the candidate to become the next first-time winner and pass the way he's driving now. Yeah, it, uh, definitely super talented. Uh, you know, would love to see him pick up a win. You know, a lot of people think uh, here in Pennsylvania with Garrett Bard doing so well that, um, you know, we're, it's, it's all the Garrett Bard show. But even with the, the limited season, um, with Doug winning this past weekend, we're up to 11 different winners again. Um, and it's really, really anybody's race any night. Obviously, Bard is going to be uh, tough to beat, but uh, the competition is just so close, even with the, the talent level there. Um, you know, we're, we're still managing to get new winners. And man, I, you got to believe that Dominic Malaire is going to be right there the rest of the year. And it's worth saying that, you know, Doug, the same way, Doug Dodson, of course, a veteran driver, but um, had not gotten win this season 
had several runner-up finishes. He put a really strong streak together for um, several races earlier in the season. And then he had that, that really terrible flip that Port Royal destroyed their primary car and kind of set the team back. But look how fast they rebounded from it. And he really was driving like a man possessed uh, this past Saturday night. And nobody else was going to win that race once Doug got up and could see the lead from where he was. And great run for him. Yeah, uh, definitely. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, Doug has had a, a great season. It seems like a, a, a lot of second places and a very consistent finishes. Um, and uh, sound like uh, sound like he was uh, scaring more than a few people there um, flying into lap traffic. But, uh, you know, Doug, Doug probably heard about that Malaire thing and, and thought, you know, uh, nobody's going to chase him down. <laughs> you know? Yeah, three-second lead on the last lap improves your chances a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't let, don't let up, man. That must have been the motto. All right, what, how about the rest of the country? Well, you know, you, things start to slow down a little bit, but uh, we still had plenty of racing this past weekend. Uh, Laurel Highlands, we were mentioned a little bit previously, ran last Friday night, and Garrett Barr did get the race, the win there. Uh, I think it's his 13th overall this season now. That was a Laurel Highlands win. And it also gave him the track championship at um, Clinton County. Uh, there is a video of the race on YouTube. If you want to look at it, it shows some really great side-by-side -side racing for several laps earlier in the, ra the race between Garrett and Ryan Lynn. They just really put on a show. Uh, Tyler Cochran wound up getting by Ryan for second place. Uh, Ryan, Ryan finished third. And Dakota Schweikert and Josh Beamer were also in the top five. Uh, Saturday night, Laurel Highlands made a trip out to Latrobe Speedway. This was kind of a late schedule race, and they didn't have many cars there. I think with a lot more things going on over the weekend, uh, they had canceled the race earlier in the year because apparently there were some details. They really weren't ready to run sprint cars on the track yet. But uh, they got the race in. Sounds like the management was pleased with it. Jim Morris was the winner of the race out at Latrobe. Uh, Josh Spicer, Scott Lutz, Steve Cousins, and Derek Houck were the remainder of the top five. So uh, a couple of Laurel Highlands races over the weekend. The Allegheny Tour was supposed to have run Sunday at uh, Tri-City Speedway in Franklin, both a regular show and a makeup feature. That was rained out, so they're going to have to, I guess, try to reschedule again. Uh, Mid-Atlantic Sprint Tour was off. Virginia Sprint Series was off. Carolina Sprint Tour was off. All of those groups have races scheduled this weekend, though. So we'll be having some things uh, to talk about with them next week. The Ohio Thunder Sprint Series was at 35 Raceway Park, kind of their home track. Uh, great name for the race there. It was the Kyle Beachler Memorial Race Cornfield Crash for Cash. <laughs> Come on, you got to have a big trophy just to get all of that on it. Yeah, but my name, Austin Powell got the win over Kyle Kruger, Jacob, Jacob Stickle, our friend Justin Clark, and Lewis Christian. Uh, Indiana Race Savers were at Thunder Valley Raceway in uh, New Pekin, Indiana, Friday night, and Chris McWilliams of Evansville took that win. 
the United Rebel Sprint Series raced at 81 Speedway in Park City, Kansas, and Zach Blurton of Quinter, Kansas, about whom we'll uh, we've talked quite a bit this season. Uh, he got the win there over Tanner Kahn and Jake Martins, both uh, Oklahomans. The Sprint Series of Nebraska and the Sprint Series of Oklahoma. Well, Sprint Series of Nebraska season's over. Oklahoma has one race left next month. The Texas Sprint Series was at Grayson County Speedway in Bells, Texas. Logan Sherb took the win there over Chris Kelly, Blake Scott, Zane Lawrence, and Justin Bates. And that one's also got a video on YouTube. And if you want to look at it, do this. Tell me if, if you don't think it looks like the flagman is waving the Texas flag instead of the checkered at the end. <laughs> it doesn't look like a black and white checkered flag to me. You don't mess with Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Absolutely. Also in Texas, the uh, Southern United Sprint Series was at 105 Speedway in Cleveland, Texas, and Trey Schmidt was the uh, winner there. And that was about it for last weekend, but I want to drop back a little bit because the previous weekend, of course, when we didn't do a, a podcast last week, previous weekend was the biggest of all of our events, the Race Saver Nationals at Eagle Raceway in Nebraska. Over 100 cars in attendance. Uh, this, is, this is our Knoxville Nationals, our Chili Bowl. Uh, Three-day show. Each day they start with about 10 or 12 heat races and then go from a G or an H main all the way down to the A, and they qualify nine cars. Nine cars on Friday, nine cars on Saturday, and then nine cars Sunday before the feature starts. So pretty incredible action. Uh, it, it just is a, is a great race. Yeah, Friday night, weather all weekend too, I guess. That's good. And sounds like they had a good crowd. Of course, they tremendous uh, turnout of cars. And, and drivers from all over the area taking part. Friday night's uh, winner was Ethan Barrow, who's from Bloomington, Indiana. And um, that put him on the pole for the finale on Sunday. Uh, then uh, another, you know, Saturday night, 11 more heat races, G through A main. Uh, Toby Chapman of Panama, Nebraska, got the win on Saturday night. Uh, Justin Clark finished 12th, by the way, in that race. Uh, and uh, the Saturday feature, they also ran the Race of Champions on Saturday night, a special race. Yeah, they always run that. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Jake Buback of Lubbock, Texas, was the winner of that one. Justin Clark came in in sixth place, by the way. And Darren Bolak who comes up from Moyock, North Carolina occasionally to run with pass, was 12th in that race. Well, and in, in, in tradition of, uh, uh, you know, podcasters uh, being winners, I heard that uh, Darren picked up another special prize over the weekend uh, from, from the track. Yeah, there was a reference to that in a couple of the things. Yeah. Well, I think it's always good to see Darren on, on the winning, winning end of, of, of something. Uh, great guy. We love him. He's a great, great, great driver as well. Uh, the big one Sunday night, uh, they once again, 11 more heat races. You know, there's, there, you've got the guys coming out three nights in a row going through this thing of these multiple heats and, and the mains going down to the A main. It's got to be a lot of pressure, especially the ones that haven't made it the first couple of nights. Yeah, it feels kind of hopeless on Sunday unless you're in that A main. We've, we've been there, done that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, Jake Bubak, who won the race of champions, came back on Sunday night and uh, and he won the big one, the Race Saver Nationals. Uh, Jake said from Lubbock, Texas, Trevor Serbus of Olivia, Minnesota, finished in second. Dustin Straup of Fremont, Ohio, was third. Trevor Grossenbacher, another Panama, Nebraskan, was fourth. And Stuart Snyder from Lincoln, Nebraska, finished fifth. Uh, by the way, Tyler Drukey, who's battling Garrett Bard for the National Race Saver points, finished in 25th, so he did not have a good Nationals. Justin Clark, uh, among the guys who we have had run with pass, uh, made it as far as the B main, but did not qualify for the A. The only Pennsylvanian who went out to Nebraska this year was Randy Sterling, who's been on the program. Uh, Randy got to the C main, and Darren Bolak's luck ran out in the E main on Sunday night. So, uh, but but a great experience, I'm sure, for everybody that went out there. It's a good crowd, good field of cars, and uh, that's that's really a great signature race for this series. Yeah, that's um, it's it's great um, that they had good weather and it went well all weekend. We got a report back from. Uh, cousin Dave, he was out uh, out there, obviously doing tech and stuff. Learned a lot of things and and helped out with a lot of things. Um, great great opportunity to bond and stuff. And and like you said, a, a big event, um, which you know we've built here with the Keystone Race Saver Challenge. And now uh, our next guest, uh, Jason, we're going to talk with uh, Jason from Clinton County uh, about uh, this this coming weekend and the uh, Nittany Nittany Championship race up there. So let's uh, let's talk to him. All right, tonight uh, we're fortunate to have uh, Jason McMahon of Clinton County Speedway with us and uh, getting ready for the Nittany Championship this weekend. We're looking forward to that race. We have a lot to learn from Jason, so uh, welcome, Jason. Hey, thanks for having me. Greatly appreciate it. Um, so Clinton County, uh, this, is, this is your first year back. Um, uh, what a what a great year to come back, right? <laughs> yeah, it's been good. Um, yeah, the Speedway has been there since 1989. And, um, you know, I sort of look back over the history of the Speedway. I was there for the opening race in 89 as just a, a fan of racing and started working there in 1990 through high school and college and um, worked through a couple different promoters. And, you know, back in 2002, I actually came back and Jeff Weaver and I, took over controls of the speedway. We leased the facility from the fair and I did a three year stint with that. And I've got previous experience. I also ran the asphalt track up in Clearfield for a few years. And lo and behold, the fair contacted me and said, well, they're sort of in a bind. They need someone to operate the speedway. The previous promoter due to health issues was not gonna come back. And they decided that the fair was actually going to take over operations and they took over operations and allowed me to come in and promote. And so 2020, as much as we can say about 2020, it has been a good year for racing. That's for sure. Well, and I think, um, you know, that it's, it's great that you were able to step in and, and continue that. One of the things that sort of being part of um, race saver and racing and that, you know, for the past 15, 20 years, um, one of the things I've always said about Clinton County was that they needed consistency. They needed um, 
to realize that next year that they're going to be racing, that, you know, you want to make an investment in a race car. Uh, you know, I want it to be something that I can race and, I, and it's going to be there next year. So um, having that consistency over the past several years has helped uh, build the car counts. And, um, you know, you've, you've stepped in and really made a commitment to race saver on the sprint car side. Um, you know, as we've discussed, you realize it's a, a perfect size, a perfect racetrack in a, a great area uh, for, for race saver. Yeah, I mean, the track's location is ideal. We're located just right off Interstate 80, exit 178. We're literally a mile and a half off of that. The speedway, I think the configuration is nice. Um, you know, traditionally the track was a, a third mile. Previous promoters made it a little bit bigger. Um, and they, you know, they worked a couple different configurations, but I, I think it still has that same classic feeling that it's always had. And, you know, the race saver guys like, like the speedway. Uh, with guardrails only on the concrete wall and only on the front stretch, a little bit on the insides, but that back stretch is completely open where if you get in trouble, you can just pull down into a grass field and you're not, you know, we'll pull the weeds out from underneath you and send you back out onto the track. So um, guys have been pleased. The track's easy on tires. And, you know, I think it's, it's a good fit for race saver as well as for the speedway. We're getting a great car count and uh, looking to continue to build on this year after year now. Yeah, it's just a, a beautiful, picturesque uh, area up there. You really, you really can't go wrong. And what you normally racing on a, on a Friday um, to to have the time to be able to get up there on a Saturday. You know, a lot of our teams that are this direction and from other directions. Um, you know, it's a great, a great Friday night track. You have great crowds there, but to have, you know, this opportunity for the the, the Nittany Championship on Saturday. Uh, for people to be able to travel, you have a Sunday rain date, which uh, doesn't look you'll, like you'll be needing, but, um, you know, a little assurance that you can, you can make a weekend of it in a beautiful area um, and uh, a race that, that pays well uh, and, and a promoter who's, uh, who's backing you up there. Well, and I needed, that was part of the thing. You know, I've got a lot of guys that have supported us over the course of the year. They put on some great racing and, you know, I want Clinton County to be the hallmark for the race saver sprint cars. I think it's a good fit for them. It's a good fit for us. And we've got some local drivers, but we got guys that are willing to travel for us. So moving this race to a Saturday does allow the guys, because I, I realize a Friday night is hard to get off work and make the commitment to take the time off to come the whole way to come see us. But uh, I think guys will be pleased once they, once they get there. Um, would love to have a large field of cars to really showcase. And if we, get enough cars. We're going to run two features, a regular race paying 800 to win plus a non-qualifiers race. And I guess we really want to show the fans that it is some of the best racing you'll see. And I want the best of the best to be there. And I want a full field of cars to, to prove it. Cause I think it will be some of the most exciting racing people will see on that, on that track. Jason, uh, Rod mentioned the, the issue of predictability. And I think one of the things that over the years has kind of changed from promoter to motor to promoter at Clinton County has been which cars were featured. And this routine this year of alternating between the race saver sprint cars and the late models seems to have really paid off well for you. Uh, does that look like the way it's going to be going forward then? Yeah. I mean, we've got a good base of sprint cars. We've got a good base of late models. Um, you know, just given our demographics, I've always said, if you could pick this track up and move it closer to Harrisburg where there's a lot more lucrative sponsors, this track would be a track to be reckoned with. But, you know, given the, 
the rural location that we're at, um, you know, we've got some, we've got some diehards. And so, you know, I appreciate the guys that are building sprint cars and the guys that are running the limited late models. And we've got fans that love both divisions equally. And we've got fans that just show up because it's a Friday night and then we race. Um, you know, if I had to choose, would I prefer to be on a Saturday? I think we could draw more cars on a Saturday, but we can't compete with Steelens Grove and Port Royal and all the tracks in Western PA on a Saturday. That market's just saturated. So the Friday night seems to be a nice fit. Um, the fair has invested in the Speedway. We're continuing to make improvements. You know, we upgraded some of the grandstands adjacent to the concession stand right from the start of the season. The walls were freshly painted last week. And actually, we are looking to make more improvements for 2021. So you can say this is a building year, but I think part of it is I came in with some experience. I had a vision. And, you know, this is just one of the showcases that I want to be able to put on on an annual basis at the end so that guys know, you know, not only are we going to come back here weekly, but we're going to have a big show at the end of the season to, you know, so sort of pay it back to the drivers as well. Yeah, I think, I think it's exciting to have uh, another premier event. I mean, this purse uh, essentially is the same as our, our Keystone race at Port Royal. And, and um, you know, the ability to, to have another uh, premier event there in the fall, um, you know, and the ability to draw from several regions. Now, Mass, they do have a race in, in Delaware. So, you know, we're hoping that uh, those guys, uh, you know, get up at another time to, to come up and, uh, and, and, and try out Clinton County. It's a bit of a ride for a lot of those guys anyhow, but certainly Laurel Highlands, Western PA, and, and, and a lot of the, the racing around. We have 46 cars pre-registered for, for Williams Grove on Friday. And, you know, several of those are mass drivers. So I'm sure there's a, there's a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of guys that are, uh, they're going to set out Williams Grove, uh, you know, that long trip on a Friday down this direction. Plus they want to be ready for that, uh, that big race at, at Clinton County on Saturday. So you'll probably get a little trade-off. Hopefully, hopefully get, uh, you know, get 50 race cars there on. That's the, that, you know, that's the goal. I would love to see 50 cars. I mean, I know Williams Grove has the nostalgia. Everybody wants to run the Grove. Mm -hmm. And the idea that you got 46 cars signed up to run Williams Grove on Friday night, and they're paying probably three or 350 to win. And we've put together a purse paying 800 to win, 400 to start. I would hope that the guys come and support this race because if they support this race the way that I would like to see them do it, I mean, I think us in Port Royal Speedway could have two of the premier events for race savers um, in Pennsylvania, if not the East Coast. And you already did have one New Jersey guy up there. Larry McVeigh almost got a win last week at Clinton County. So, and I think his daughter, Christina Pratt, has run there with you as well. They have. I appreciate them coming in. They're a great family. I'm glad that they've come in and supported us. And, uh, you know, that's the thing. I mean, it's, you know, as you know, racing is a family sport. And, you know, I love it when you've got two generations that come in. We've got a couple of families that are multi-generational drivers. Um, a lot of the guys that I remember that raced back in 89 and 90, their, you know, their kids are running. We have a couple of them that are still actually running today that they raced at that initial race. Um, so, you know, I'm just looking for a great turnout for this event because, um, we've got sponsors that are supporting it. We've got a full day, but you know, I think the idea that the guys want to have time trials and they want to have a featured event like this. And, you know, I'm glad to say that we're going to, we're going to give it a go on Saturday and um, you know, we're going to crown somebody the, the Nittany 40 champion. All right. So let's just uh, review some of the, some of the details. Uh, you're starting a little earlier. It's getting colder. So you're starting uh, 
uh, give us the gates and uh, what, what time things are going to get rolling there on Saturday. Sure. So we'll open gates at one o'clock. Um, I'm anticipating we'll probably have some drivers there early. So we either just go ahead and put them in the pit area or we'll open early for that. But one o'clock will gates will open. Uh, hot laps will begin at four o'clock and then we'll get right into uh, time trials and qualifying beginning at 430. All right. Well, and we have a, I have a very important wedding on Saturday, so I'm not going to be making the race. Um, they can uh, they can find your information on our Facebook page, the Clinton County Motor Speedway. And what's the what's the website, Jason? So on Facebook, we dropped the motor from last year, so we're just okay. Clinton County Speedway. So you can find okay. us on Facebook at Clinton County Speedway, or you can find us at ClintonCountySpeedway.com, or call us at five seven zero seven two six race. Well, it's, I'm sure it's a busy week. We're glad that you took the time to talk with us on the show. I'm sure people will be uh, interested to, to hear about the race this weekend, and, and we really wish you luck. We hope it goes well. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful uh, weekend, and, and you've done a lot of hard work to, to bring it this far. So uh, we, we hope you have a great, uh, great weekend. And congratulations yeah, and on everything you've done there this year. This is – it's in, in a year where there as many challenges for – everybody for Clinton County to have just uh, really busted out and come up with a new model that really seems to be working is, is just great news for everybody in auto racing and congratulations for that. Well, we appreciate it. I mean, there's been a lot of support for this. The fair has been very supportive of, of this model. Um, they've never operated where they are basically the ones that are responsible for everything, but they put the trust in me to do this. Um, you know, we've had these discussions in the past and it's just never really came to fruition. But right now, um, you know, we've got a model that's working. Um, you know, we're featuring the race savers and, you know, and we appreciate working with you guys because, um, you know, as we built that schedule, we made sure that we weren't competing with anybody on a Friday night. Um, so if the guys were at the Grove, we left them go to the Grove. We didn't compete with that. And, you know, I want to thank Rod for helping us put together this show. The idea that, you know, the winner of this race will be a qualifier for Port Royal's Keystone Race Saver Challenge. So, um, you know, we're sort of setting that up as the Port Royal's the pinnacle there, but we're paying the same purse and we're running on a Saturday night. So let's showcase what Clinton County really has and the ability that they can run with the best of them. Yep. I'm hoping that uh, the tracks come out and uh, or the drivers come out and support the hard work you've done, uh, you know, especially, uh, up in that direction. And, and uh, again, uh, we, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time to be on the show with us tonight. Yeah. And we've got, a, I just want to plug my sponsors real quick. We got Bill's Happy Camper located locally, a camper supplier. They put money into this as well as Tiz Brothers Landscaping. They're going to be paying all of our heat qualifiers as well as our fast time award. So, um, you know, we've got, we've got momentum building and we just want to continue to do that as we look ahead to 2021. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a difficult year to, to try and uh, ask for money, and it's great to have uh, sponsors uh, supporting the the racing, and um, what what you're doing up there at Clinton County. So so thanks to them, and uh, uh, appreciate you being being on here. Appreciate what they're doing. Hey, Good luck. We greatly appreciate it. All right, take care. Take right, care. All right, Frank. Well, it was it was good uh, talking to Jason. Uh, first uh, order of business, um, I, I got the last name wrong. Jason, how is that? Jason McCacken? Is that what he told? Yeah. If uh, anybody can screw it up, I can. So uh, apologies to, to Jason. 
Macacken. I'll write that a hundred times on the blackboard. Um, so looking forward to um, hopefully establishing uh, an exciting event up there this weekend. Plenty of race saver racing um, going around here, trying to finish out the fall. We've got Williams Grove, got a, a big big car count expected there. Frank, you're going to be you're going to be coming out to, to join us at Williams Grove, right? That's right. Both of those races are just great, great fan events too. The Williams Grove race, of course, is All Star Circuit of Champions. The the Jack Gunn Memorial for the 410s. Uh, we're glad to be a part of that, and hope that we can put on a show with the race saver sprints that equals everything that the All Stars are doing. Yeah, and with then, this this being our only race at the Grove this year, obviously everybody wants to be part of it. We have a lot of people coming in from out of town, and and um, you know our uh, our job is to get them an opportunity to race and kind of keep keep the show moving because there's going to be a lot going on. The fans uh, <laughs> need to get it home at a decent hour. So uh, we're going to be working hard to, to keep that moving along. Uh, looking forward to the, the big event um, this weekend uh, on, on Saturday at Clinton County. Um, appreciate, appreciate the work you're doing. Frank, do you have any other comments uh, before we're done? For those who are considering going up there as much again as we we like to think the the pass race is going to be just the high point of the evening uh, up at Clinton County. Uh, they do have an extra purse pro stock race on the schedule for Saturday night as well. And I think uh, four cylinders and 270 micro sprints are running also. So some you know, pretty good racing going when when the sprint cars are not out there, but we hope that when the sprint cars are out there, that's what really fills everybody's need for a race. And yeah, it's, a, I, it's, a, it's definitely a neat track. Um, I, I've been there several times and I just enjoy um, the variety of cars. You have several divisions um, and they get it done in a decent amount of time and, and um, race savers to showcase. You heard what Jason said, they're the, you know, they're the, the top of the heap on there on, on a weekly basis, you know, along with the late models. But um, Saturday's about uh, about us, so uh, we we hope that uh, teams get out there and support that. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Frank. And uh, with that, uh, we'll uh, we'll see everybody hopefully next week. And thanks for letting us come out to play. Have a good weekend. <laughs>